Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, uh, how to react to, th- to things that aren't any fun or, or just plain tragic. Uh, I'm with, uh, I, I, most of you already know this, I teach juniors and seniors in high school. And since I'm a tech instructor, I spend about three hours a day with all of these, with two separate classes. So a total of two classes, three hours each. And uh, so I actually spend more waking moments with these kids than their parents do. And so lots of times we'll come up with stuff where lots of things are going on in their life. And I think almost every non-Christian I know, the first thing they're going to tell me is, how can you believe in a God who lets horrible things happen? Uh, What we run into then is uh, we have to understand that when Jesus, I'm not going to get real scripture heavy today because there's just too much. <laughs> we, could, we could go on this for a long time just on how good God is. There's only God, God only has good for you, period. When Jesus went and he beat, the, beat Satan at his own game in hell, took the keys to death in hell, stuck him with all the disease, stuck him with all the sin, left him in the pit... God doesn't even have any, any disease to give anybody. Where would he even get it? He doesn't have it. And uh, think about this for a second. If, if God really did use disease to, to teach anybody, wouldn't hospitals then be the wisest places in the land? Anyone who's ever spent any time in the hospital knows that it is a desolate place, uh, spiritually and emotionally. So that obviously and clearly cannot be it. The next thing that I... I really don't like is when people say something like, uh, uh, well, you never know what God's going to do. He's mysterious in his ways. Well, not anymore. Since the New Testament, he pretty much will tell you exactly what he's going to do in his word. You get in his word and he says, this, you do this, I do this. This is your job. This is my job. Okay, it's pretty clear. The next thing that you'll hear a lot is that uh, uh, he's just, uh, you know, God, it's, it's, it's just his will. Well, he tells you what his will is in the word, and you just have to line up with it. All right. Well, see, I'm going to go through, and I'm going to get real personal here, and I'm going to tell on myself a lot today. And, uh, and if I choke up, just bear with me, and I'll go on. But uh, <laughs> uh, I've experienced two major uh, uh, tra- tragedies in my life, which actually I look back on it and I see, you know, I've talked to a lot of my friends' family, you know, extended family, and they've been far worse than I have. I actually am very blessed and had very few you know, major things happen. When I was about 15, it was the 1980s or so, which that tells you how, how old I am, uh, a tornado, some of you that are older than I, or as old as I, remember the Bixby tornadoes on Easter back in 1980, which killed people, actually, in Bixby. Uh, I lived at about 56th and Memorial, between Memorial and Mingo. Many of you know that big cemetery right there. Our backs, my backyard was that cemetery. And it was a real little tornado, and it destroyed a whole bunch of houses. It just kind of whipped around and, and destroyed them, and it was real quick. Uh, Maya, we were actually in the house when it happened, uh, my mom started getting nervous, but my mom, you know, moms, I got to salute you. Nine times out of ten, if we would listen to you. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> 
So mom, my little brother was little, little at the time, a uh, toddler, and uh, not even toddler. And uh, she says, well, these, it's getting too close to tornado. She listened to the Holy Spirit, and she went into a closet. Uh, us being men, uh, we didn't. And the tornado hit while we were standing in the, the front, you know, in the living room, and it actually blew the windows. And then uh, as we were running down the, uh, the hallway to get to the bathroom, the, the roof actually came off as we were going to the bathroom. So we dove into the bathroom, my dad and I, Mom was already safe in, in her <laughs> cubby hole. <coughs> and, uh, and it destroyed the house around us. Uh, only three walls standing. Uh, my sister was at ORU at the time. She actually had a swing set in her room uh, from across the street. It was comp- her room was completely demolished and filled with a swing set. Uh, it, it took everything. It, it took our cars. It took... Uh, clothes, all of our furniture, everything. Uh, and so you look at this and you say, what, what's the deal with that? What happened there? Years ago, I talked to my dad and he, he told me he wasn't very proud of himself. And it wasn't until, in fact, when you guys all met him, that was about the time that he told me about this. And he says, you know, I, I was of the impression that I you know, the Lord was telling me, we, after the, it destroyed our house, we actually moved to Liberty Mounds where we had land already. And he says that the, the Lord had, should, we should have moved earlier. He had, the Lord had told him to move earlier. Okay, so one of the lessons we learned here is you can be in a tragic situation because of someone else's mistake. And that happens a lot, uh, to, especially if you're a married couple. Uh, you pretty much have to learn the same lessons that you already know along with them. Uh, you'll see, and that goes both ways. <laughs> Happens all the time. Uh, you know, Darla will have a great grip on something, but I have to learn it, so she has to put up with it, me figuring it out, and vice versa. You know, that's how it goes. So now, the the backstory to this is also, I was having, I was actually getting into all sorts of troubles with my friends at the time. I mean, we were starting to drink. Uh, we were actually going to that uh, cemetery out back with a case of beer. One of us looked old enough to buy. And so we had a bunch of beer, and we'd sit with our backs against the gravestones, and we'd drink beer. And the parents all thought that we were at each other's houses, uh, and we, weren't, we didn't live very far away from each other, so it was an easy, I mean, we could just suddenly show up in any one of the houses, and it wouldn't be any problem. So, and then we were doing things like we had this little dummy that we put on a skateboard, and what we would do is we'd, at night, we'd put it between two parked cars, and as a car came through, we'd pull it in. And then they, the car would hit it, and the driver would think he hit a kid and then freak out. Okay, so we weren't, you know, we weren't destroying anything per se, but we were getting into all sorts of trouble. All right, so when this tornado hit, we had to go to Liberty Mounds. I was in the Union School District with all of these guys that were getting me into the... Now, later, these same guys got into all sorts of issues. Once I was gone, the Holy Spirit pretty much was, was that lifted out of the situation, and uh, they got into all sorts of issues, uh, uh, drugs, etc. as it was, is the typical track that happens right there. And however, I was inserted. I went to my first day of high school. And as I walked in, there was a guy with a Sweet Comfort Band t-shirt on, which uh, I don't know how many of you know who Brian Duncan and Sweet Comfort Band and all those guys were. I was actually saved at a Sweet Comfort Band concert. Uh, so when I saw that t-shirt, I was like, hey, dude. 
you know, who knows who these guys even are? You know, everybody else had like, you know, Motley Crue and Van Halen and ACDC, which I like all those guys, but I wouldn't wear their T-shirts. And, uh, and so I sat down next to him. I said, do you like that? And as it turns out, uh, he has been my best friend and cohort. I've toured with him. We've learned how to play guitars together. We've done everything together for the last 40 years. Uh, he has been, we are like Jonathan and David, where we support each other. We are exactly the correct skill set. Actually, he's kind of like a male Darla. And they get along really, really well, as you might imagine. But all the things I'm horrible at, he's really good at, and vice versa. And so not only did God use that situation to pull me out of a situation that I was going down the right, wrong path, but had I not been a musician, I would have never met Darla because our drummer is who introduced us. So you can see how he made beauty out of the ashes, but he did not make the ashes. Do you see what I'm saying there? So... One of the, there's going to be three major, I'm going to kind of go on the do's and the don'ts. And the do on this one is stay under God's plan. If you get outside of his protection, you'll get your head taken off. <laughs> In fact, he was really merciful if you think about it, because he minimized the damage of that whole situation. None of us were injured. Uh, we actually moved into a better house uh, out on land that he really loved, my dad. And uh, it actually, that was the one that I ended up selling when he passed, was, was that piece of land. So he had it for the rest of his life, and it created, you know, it put me in the position to become what God would want me to be. So all of these things happened, and God made them work for us, as he says that he will in his word. So don't blame God in that situation, because he doesn't have any bad to give you. There is no bad. He has no bad. Okay, that God, it says in the word that he is the source of every good and perfect gift, right? Okay, so Satan is here to go about like a roaring lion, right? And, and to steal, kill, and destroy. It's what he does. So one of the ways that we end up in these situations where he can steal or kill or destroy is when we get out from under the protection that God has for us. Stay under his umbrella of protection at all times. Generally, with me, I get going too fast. Anybody like that? Where you'll just, I really want to do this, and before you know it, I'm just right on the edge, you know, kind of tugging at the beginnings of it. And so that's the first thing I want to get clear. Now, this one, uh, when Darla and I were first married, uh, we found out, on the first weekend of our honeymoon, <laughs> it wasn't a very good honeymoon, was it? It really wasn't. Uh, we found out on the first uh, week of, weekend of our honeymoon that she was five months pregnant. Now, as it turns out, that particular child, he was skinny and long, and he was sitting back. So she didn't show or anything. So we really didn't know. Uh, we went to the doctor, and I remember Dr. Lee coming in and uh, put a heart monitor, and I remember hearing his heartbeat for the very first time. And that was Austin, who would be 28, 7. About Feb, January would be 28, uh, which is would be, of course, Ethan's older brother. And uh, he won. Now, here's the thing. This is the very next thing that I always want to say. When something happens, the very, 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 very first thing you need to make sure of is you do not 
react in fear. Okay, remember when Jairus? Remember when oh, the servant came up and said, said, I'm sorry, they've passed. What did Jesus tell Jairus? The only thing he told him from that moment on, do not fear was the first thing he said. What a lot of people don't understand is fear is simply faith in Satan's word and his ability to hurt you more than faith in God's word and his ability to bless you. Do you see what happens there? Now, if you're anything like me, usually my first, in the past, I'll say, my first inclinations are usually not the correct ones. Usually you've got one spouse who is kind of, you know, can kind of keep it. And then the other one goes, and then about the time that spouse goes, then the other one goes, and then they go, you know what I mean? Okay, so without, and so the first thing I'm going to preface this with is anyone with young children right now, this is not, the word for you is not what happened to me. The word for you is to never fear. As soon as I heard the heartbeat from that child, Fear jumped me. We were just married. I mean, we we had no money. We had no we were I mean, we were gonna have to tell our parents, we were gonna have to tell our bandmates, the ministry that we were in, that we were pregnant before marriage, which was hard. It was really hard. And the fear that they would uh how they would react, the fear of how I'm going to take care of this baby, the fear of all of this stuff jumps all over me. About eight weeks later, uh, he passed with SIDS. Uh, we had actually got him back the night before, the day before, we got him back with a clean bill of health, and he was fine. The, the, for those of you that don't know, SIDS is another word what they used to call crib death way back when, but they still don't really know what causes it. I know Satan causes it. That's, I didn't have my armor on. I didn't, I had, I was acting completely in fear at all the time, and I got stolen from. Did God, and let me make this perfectly clear God did not take him because he needed another angel up in heaven. You'll hear that garbage, and it is not true. Uh, there was a plan for that young man, and uh, he was stolen. All right? It's just that. That's the way it is. God blesses. God only has blessings for you. If you follow his word, stay under protection, then you're well armed. If you are acting in fear, if you're acting in your flesh, if you, then you leave yourself open to be stolen from. Now, like what Darla says at this point, she says, he got me once. He ain't never getting me again. <laughs> he, he is not going to get me again. And that is where we stand right now. So we found out from that point that fear as a first response will, will crush your faith early on. So what happens is, is you need to always put on your armor. If you go outside into battle without your armor on and you get an arrow in the thigh, <laughs> uh, whose fault is that? See what I'm saying? There are conditions that God has for us to protect us. There's this plan for us as always, it is safe. It may not be easy, but you'll always be safe. You'll always be in protection. You'll always have his covering over you. As soon as you step out, you are, 
you're, 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 it's like sticking your head up in World War II, where they, or one where they had, <laughs> where they had snipers and they were just waiting for somebody to stick their head up. You can't do it. You have to stay with God's plan all the time. So we don't fear, <laughs> you know, when something bad happens, we do not fear. We don't blame God. We do stay under God's plan. We do keep pull it on our armor. Now, here's the next thing. If you are like me in those days and something horrible happened, if pressure comes upon you, what squeezes out? Whatever squeezes out is what you're full of. All right? So if you're going along and you hit your hand with a, with a hammer, what pops out? If it's, bless God, protect my thumb, it's healed. Oh, hallelujah. Then you are pretty good. <laughs> you may be a little better at that than I. Uh, if, if you, usually what happens is, uh, my family never did swear, so I, it's not my habit, but I will since oh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so whatever's in you, in, in, Whatever you're full of is what squeezes out when you're under, under pressure. So if you fill yourself with a word, suppose I decided that I was going to go into the UFC, but I wasn't going to work out. So I get about a week away from the UFC, and I decide, ooh, now's the time I'm going to start to work out. I'm going to get ready to go. Okay, now this is exactly what most of us do in our spiritual lives. Okay, most of us will we'll get in there and our kid will have the sniffles and all of a sudden then we start praying, right? Okay, now I'm, how do I know this? Oh, Lottie, how do I know this? Because it, it has been my habit for a very long time previous to this point. So, well, we have to make sure, that's one of the reasons why we come to church. One of the reasons is, is that so we can fill each other. I can, uh, Carrie, if he has a, has a hard time, I can say, Carrie, you got this, man. You got it. You're good. You know, I can be his armorer. I can, I can be a sword boy. I can put all his stuff on, you know. I can hold his arm up like they did, you know, in the battle. I can do all of these things for him, and he can do them for me, and he has <laughs> any number of times. Gosh, for 20-plus somewhere years, long time. And so do... Stay full of the word. Okay, now if you do these three things, if you stay under God's plan, if you always put your armor on, and if you stay full of the word, which actually kind of putting your armor on and staying full of the word are very, 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 very similar things. If, if you actually go in and, and look at the pieces of armor and say, well, I put this on. Now, you'll get later on where you can do it, you know, where you just kind of keep it on all the time, where it's always in your remembrance and you've always, and spiritually, you're, but for, for me, it helped to actually physically read through and say, now I put on my helmet of righteousness. Now I put, some, now I put my, you know, I gird my loins. Now, if those of you who don't know, they used to gird their loins, they used to kind of have like, uh, kind of like, not kilts, but similar to them, like skirts. And then if they were going to run and go into battle, they'd actually pull part of it up the middle so they could hike it up. They'd be able to run and do stuff. And that was what girding up your loins was all about. So they could be fast, so they could be, you know, uh, all these things. Now, when something jumps on you, and you've got all of this stuff in order, and you're, you haven't feared, and you're not blaming God, the last piece is don't give up. 
you can't, in fact, Billy Shear of Guts used to tell me, he says, uh, this is what it's like. He says, those of you who like baseball, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I love this thing about him. He says, you're up to bat. Whiff. Not even close. Whiff. A little closer. Whiff. A little closer, but you're not out. Jesus comes up and says, oh, he swings till he hits. (laughs) Backs up and goes. And that's really seriously what it's like. You cannot lose if you don't quit. It may be year, months, weeks, years. Uh, I bet you there, if especially if you're if you're wanting something that lines up the word with the word of God, like kids, things like that. You cannot be beaten in that. There are so many promises that you're like, it's going to happen. It cannot not happen because the word says it if you don't give up. Okay, now I originally was going to, uh, does this wireless work over here? All right. I knew that I'd probably get to this point and the Holy Spirit would bring Darla up here because she has a different perspective on uh, how we went through Austin's, you know, return, you know, going home, that kind of thing. You want to, you have something going, bubbling? I'm pretty sure she does. Did you need some water or anything? Well, you got you, about 10 minutes, minutes or so. Yeah. 10 minutes? 20? I don't 10 meets 20. <laughs> so did you, I know that you, when we were at home and we were discussing this, we actually, uh, this is kind of one of those things. We don't often do this. We probably should do it more. Talked about scriptural things and how, you know, when Austin had passed, how we dealt with things. Uh, and it was hard. Probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? <clears throat> well, I, I remember um, not long afterwards, um, I don't know if any of you have ever gone through something, um, the loss of someone close or anything like that, but for me, it felt like getting the wind knocked out of me and not being able to catch my breath. You know how, you know, if you're playing a sport and you get knocked on the ground and all the air comes out and you kind of panic for a little bit because you can't breathe? That's where I was um, for, I want to say, for a few weeks or about a month or so. And I was sitting on the couch, and I was like, oh, Lord, I can't, I can't do this anymore. This is too heavy. I can't, I can't deal with this. I can't carry it. This just hurts too much. And um, I'm going to preface this by saying don't go looking for a physical something from the Lord because the devil will oblige you with that. Some spirit of some kind will pretend. It has to line up with a word. Yes, um, but... The Holy Spirit came in and actually gave me a hug. I mean, I had imagined myself crawling into my daddy's lap. I I walked into the throne room because I was supposed to be there, because I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I walked into the throne room, and I crawled into his lap, and I said, Daddy, I don't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit gave me a hug, and he said, I've got this. You'll be all right. But I had, to have, I had to have the word. I had to have his promises. I had to have the Holy Spirit as the comforter. And so when you go through a, a tragedy, don't, don't throw the word away, you know? 
Um, don't put it aside and say it doesn't work because I can tell you that it works. And you have to have it in you for it to work. You have to have it before you. You have to be thinking about it as you're coming, as you're going, as you're sitting, as you're standing, as you're resting, as you're working. You have to have the word because the word is where the power is, right? And and so be- between between that word and that Holy Spirit teaching me his word and giving me that comfort, we were able to, to get through it. Um, it's not something you kind of overcome. It's something you have to work your way through. But don't give up on it. Don't give up on him. Don't. Um, we don't know everything. We don't know why we were robbed. Besides, we just didn't know our authority. Um, and, and you may not know why, why something happens to you until you get to heaven. But you've got to trust God. He knows the big picture. You know just a very small frame. You see how the how the one of the major weapons that the that the Satan would have is if he can convince you that God doesn't love you and that you are that that it happened to you because you're you're awful, <laughs> you know, or that you're not worthy, or that you're not loved, or any of these things. Do you see how instantly he's got you off of your power base? He can just sit there and thump you on and on after that point, right? Somebody had told us that it happened because we sinned. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you, don't, you don't know my God, okay? He is full <laughs> of grace and mercy and love, and that, that is not who he is. That's but right. You, you've got to have the word. So get the word in you. Have it before you all the time. Get it in your spirit, not just your brain. I do like it in the brain. I do like to memorize it. That way when something comes up, man, I've got that scripture right there. And I can use it. It's your sword. It's your offensive weapon. Use it. Use it. Um, And get after them with the word. When a fearful thought comes on you, no. Use the word. Don't use your mind. Yeah, that that thought comes, you take it captive. Put it into obedience to Christ. What does that mean? Christ is the word. Jesus is the word. That's what it says in John. He's Mm -hmm. the word. So put that thought in submission to the word and say, no, I will not take that thought. The word says this, and that's what's true. And if you remember when Jesus was dealing with Satan, on the, when you remember the temptation, when he was up there, did Jesus say anything of his own? Mm-mm. No. Everything he said was straight from the word. So if Satan comes up to you and says, well, you can't have babies. Oh, that is not what the word says. My quiver is full. Now, if you, st- <laughs> if you try and beat Satan with your mind... I guarantee you, you will, you will lose. He'll, he'll, he's good at this. He's been at this a while. You're not the first person he's lied to, all right? Now, if, if you use the word, if you use the word on him, he has nothing to say because he knows it's true too. So when, when something like that comes up, um, I'm a Princess Bride fan, okay? <laughs> so you guys remember the two, um, what do you want to call them? They're not witches, but, you know, the healer, the... yeah. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystals. Yeah. yeah. So when that wife comes out, she's like, liar, liar. <laughs> That's what you do to Satan. You tell him. Anytime those thoughts come up, you liar. just, liar. He's a liar. That's all he can do. That's all he has. There is no truth in him. So you just take that word, laugh at his face because he is done. 
the song earlier today said that we see it from the victory. What is that? We see how things are, we see it in reverse. It's already won. Mm -hmm. Use your faith to, to already it see it yeah. done. And that will get you through that tragedy. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, I know this is kind of weird. This is really odd. But I guess I, I'm prompted for questions. This is kind of strange. Anybody really have a question for this? Because this, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll answer any question you have, if, if you, even if it's personal or something like that, if you want to. No? Okay, well, I, got, I felt funny that way, so I'll go that way. Well, now, here's the thing, too. If you are not saved, uh, if you've never given your life to Jesus, uh, these promises aren't for you. Uh, it's a deal. It's a contract. You come up to, to, to Jesus and you say, you know what? I ain't got this. <laughs> It's over my head. I cannot handle it, and I, I know I can't. Without, without the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and the Father, I, I don't know what I would do. Call it a crutch? Okay. <laughs> I'll lean on Jesus all time, every time. So uh, if, if you're ready for no fear, if you're ready for peace, if you're ready for healing, if you're ready for all of the promises that come with salvation, if, or maybe you've just been struggling with this type of thing where you're having a hard time believing that God can be good. How many times have we heard that God is vengeful? How many times have we heard that he's mad at you? Never, never is that the case. If you feel like that's something that you'd like to embrace for the first time today, then I'm going to pray right now that we, uh, that we do that. And so... I'll tell you what, if everybody will put your heads down, just bow your heads, close your eyes, just thank Jesus for who he is. If this is the, the if you'd like to, to pray with us, I'm going to have everybody pray so you won't stick out. I'm going to, if you'll just lift up your hand just real quick, just for if this is your first time, just as a point of reference so you can say, Satan, I lifted my hand, that was the day that it happened in Jesus' name. So, Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And it just, just uh, I'm going to do a real simple prayer right here. Just real simple. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just everybody say it with us that way. No one will be, feel like they're singled out. Everybody, besides, it doesn't help us. <laughs> uh, the, the rest of us is good for us, too. We submit to you as Lord. We know that you have all the good things for us. So I give my life to you and I accept all these promises. And now I'm a new creature. And I praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You see how simple that is? There's really nothing to it. If you said that for the first time today, feel free to come and talk to me afterwards. That's cool. Uh, just so we know that uh, you might need some support in those areas. If you have a question for me, if you're afraid to ask me when everyone is there, that's cool too. Just come up to me. There is nothing that I have hidden that I won't answer for you if, uh, to the best of my ability if you have any questions in that area. So uh, 
There we go, Pastor Kate, if you want to do it to it. Let's give Tim a hand. Good word. Thank you, man. Aren't you all thankful for that wisdom? I sit here thankful, thinking how thankful I am that um, the Lord's placed such mature Christians, experienced Christians here like at no limits to bring their wisdom and to share it with us. And as you know, we have quite a few young people here. And like as a young person, I know a lot of times we tend to think that like we know better than our parents and know better than those who have gone before us. But like I'm here to just tell everybody in here that's that's older than I am that like I respect your wisdom. I want your wisdom here at No Limits. And I'm just truly grateful that you would share it. I honor you guys and I respect you because you guys all matter. So I don't want you to think that you don't. You guys are awesome. So thank you for that. That was really powerful. Really powerful. Do you guys want to, well, let me give you a little backstory. So this last Thursday was the Pregnancy Resource Center's annual banquet. That's pretty much how they fund their entire years. They have this banquet. And here's what's cool. Like we got to be a part of it. Um, The band played. Like, for, for the whole banquet, which was awesome. I mean, the, out of all the churches in Owasso, they cho- chose No Limits Band to come play at the banquet. And then um, we, Dylan and I got to put together four different stories of women who had been through that program and, and, and their lives had really been impacted from it. So they have the video ready, so we just want to show you one of those stories so you can see what you're a part of, because we're a part of the Pregnancy Resource Center, because that's one of the organizations that we support here. So go ahead and take a look at this video. I grew up without a mom, and my dad was not the best example due to his lifestyle. Um, When I became pregnant, I was so scared. I did not know what to do. I just wanted to be the best mom. My mom died of cancer when I was one, and that left my dad to raise me, and he um, he raised me to the best of his ability. There was a lot of drugs and alcohol and criminal activity. I didn't really have a lot of guidance, so I, of course, kind of followed in my family's footsteps and um, chose the path of drugs and alcohol and criminal activity. And I had been abused, all sorts of abuse you can think of. You know, there was there was rape. There was. Um, You know, I was held hostage once um, with guns to my head, all sorts of stuff. I mean, I could really get into it. Um, I woke up one day and I found my best friend murdered. Like, that's how dark and deep that whole life was for me. You know, I I was raised without God. I, um, my dad told me that if there was a God, then he was God. So I was very confused growing up and, you know, I kind of had to find that on my own and I found it in prison. Uh, When I was incarcerated, I finally surrendered, and I was able to, you know, find God and just kind of stop fighting the current, and I let Him lead my life. You know, now looking back, I'm like, who was that person? I don't even know who that was. Um, I decided to stay consistent. I stayed consistent with my walk with God. and I stayed consistent with my job. You know, yesterday I celebrated four years sober, so I'm super excited. Um, I have an amazing job. I never thought an ex-convict would have a job like I have now. And, uh, you know, me and my husband are actually buying a house. I'm actually married, I just had a baby, yes. PRC's been amazing, it helped teach me all sorts of stuff to actually how to be a mom. Um, I didn't know anything about being a mom. I didn't know anything about having a baby. I I don't even have any brothers and sisters. So I didn't know anything about pregnancy or 
I was like, man, there must be some sort of resources out there. So I Google it and I see Pregnancy Resource Center of Owasso. And I'm like, hmm, let me call this place. And I call and I talked to one of the directors and uh, she was like, come in, I'll tell you all about it. So I came and she kind of showed me around and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. It's a faith-based um, program. I loved the fact that you could earn points and use these points to buy diapers or buy clothes, um, to even buy a car seat, um, playpen. I mean, you use all these points that you work so hard for. I haven't even had to um, buy any diapers yet, ever. And that's just amazing. I've been collecting them. Believe me, my apartment was filled with them, but hey, it helped me a lot. I don't know if there's ever the perfect time. I think that it's God's time. And if it's meant to be, God will provide everything for that baby. Just like he literally provided almost everything for my baby. You know, um, a lot of people think that they're not ready due to like financial stuff. Um, but I mean, there's resources out there that will pay for everything for you to have a baby. Yeah. And that's super cool that we get to be a part of stuff like that. So I want you guys to know that when you give here at No Limits, it, we're not wasting your giving. We're, we're good stewards of your giving, and we commit to you guys to send it at least, at the very minimum, 10% of what comes into this church goes outside these doors to support organizations like that. And last year, we actually sent 20% outside these doors to support organizations like that and our overseas missions and things like that. Guys, the vision here, and, and this is biblical, is that whenever we all come together and we tithe, which means we give the first 10% of our income, we're going to be able to accomplish everything that the the Lord set out for no limits to accomplish. Like, that's all it takes. Like, if you're like, well, I don't ever fill out that little outreach number on my offering card, so I didn't give to that. You gave to that because tithes and offerings, we use part of that to go to these missions and other things like that. So just know that your giving matters. Your giving's making a difference, not just in this church, but like in so many organizations and all around the world. Don't ever minimize your giving. If you're like, Kate, I don't really make that much, so 10% isn't even that much. Well, it makes a difference because God takes that and he multiplies it as he sends it out. And he multiplies it in your life too. He rebukes the devourer. Like everything that God says in his word about giving is a promise and it works. And I'm a testament to that because I've been tithing for as long as I can remember, 12 plus years. And the things that, it's ha that have happened in my life financially, like I don't deserve it. I'm not that smart. I'm not that educated. And yet like God's provided and it's incredible. So y'all latch onto that promise because it works. And man, we can do so many good things with these resources that God's given us. So as you prepare your giving today, thank God that he's doing that. If you're giving by cash or check, you can raise your hands. One of the guys in the back will bring you an offering envelope. Or if you want to give with a debit or credit card, you can use the instructions on the screen. Or if you're listening online right now, you can head to your browser and type in nolimits.fyi, kind of like nolimits.com, just put .fyi instead, and you can tap the giving button there. A lot of you guys give and throughout the week, in the middle of the week, have set up recurring giving. Y'all, it all works the same. If you give in, the, in Sunday morning, it's not any more powerful, any less powerful than those of you who give during the week. So just know that your giving counts, regardless of how you give it or when you give it. It's all about the heart behind why we give, and we give to make a difference in the lives of others. And hey, if this is your first time here, we're really glad you're here. We're dedicated here at No Limits to helping you live your best life. That's what we're passionate about. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus because Ephesians 3.20 tells us that all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And every Christian should be living that kind of life. And so that's why we're here. And that's our vision and see all you guys living that life. But it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. 
just like you said, like with uh, putting on faith, like you can't wait till the sniffles come. Like you got to just keep doing it and keep pressing forward. So awesome, awesome. Well, um, actually, let me go ahead and pray over our offering. Lord, we thank you so much that you're taking this offering and, and that we're giving to you and you're multiplying it in our lives. You're multiplying it in our community. You're multiplying it all around the world. God, take this offering and, and use it to make a difference in the lives of others. That's where our heart is and that's what we want you to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.